1: Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. And now your host, Philip Naiman.
2: Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun.
3: Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a great day out there today. And today, today I have with me on this show... The champion, the Grand Poobah, the Western National Division Intergalactic uh, Long Carbine, not long carbine, carbine, 223 556 um Champion from the West End Gun Club a rifle match, sponsored by a gun by a firearms company that doesn't sponsor the show. But anyway, I've got Mike Zingali in here, folks. If you haven't met him, he's a fun guy. I've got to shoot with him out there several times. Mike Zingali, how are you?
4: I'm doing excellent. How are you today, sir?
3: Good. You can also follow him on his Instagram account. He's got what? Six, you got more than. Uh, then Megan the Stallion uh, Instagram followers, I think, there. So this is uh, Mike or at Mike Zingali on Instagram, at Mike Zingali, Zingali, Z-I-N-G-A-L-I. And um, you can follow him there for all of his antics. How are you doing this morning, Mike?
4: It's another beautiful day in the neighborhood.
3: Where's the neighborhood?
4: i uh, working in Orange County out here in Irvine. Irvine. Bit-
3: well, our studio is in Sad Burning Ghetto. That's where Dan is joining us in the engineering room. I'm actually call, have, at a home studio right now. So I prefer not driving into sad burning ghetto. Any opportunity I can to avoid said place, I do try and do it. Um, Mike, you were involved in, well, you've been involved in competition shooting for quite some time. So why don't we back into that here? Uh, how did you start?
4: Um, so I just started planking around um, probably s- seven years ago or so, got my first rifle, my first pistol, just nothing rager, just your big static range shooting. And then probably three years ago, my cousin is actually one of the match directors at West End started bugging me and bugging me and bugging me like, Hey, come shoot a match. Come shoot a match. Come shoot a match. And I gave him every excuse that I hear from everybody else that I try to invite. Like, oh, I don't have the right gear. I don't have the time or I'm too busy or I don't have ammo or this, that, and the other. And finally I just sucked it up and went. And I've been hooked. And what was your first match? Uh, my first match was actually just a rifle-only match at West End.
3: Kind of like the one you just won.
4: Yeah, but it wasn't a big one. It was just a generic three-gun match, but it was a rifle-only match. It wasn't sponsored by anybody. It was just a little just a local match.
3: I, and, and so what was that like? I mean, so when somebody says, well, I'm shooting a match, I, I think a lot of people have an idea that this is a complicated thing or, or it's really stressful, you know, Oh my gosh, everybody's watching. I don't want to be that guy or whatever, but, but they're really laid back. You know, that's Uh, my experience is everybody's there just to have a good time and to relax and just, you know, they're going to shoot. And Hey, if you shoot yourself in the foot, we are going to laugh. So don't do that, but (laughs) it's, it's pretty much a pretty easy event. It shouldn't be a high pressure thing for anybody.
4: No, as long as you're safe, you're going to have a good time.
3: Well, yeah. Again, we always like to go home with OEM-issued uh, orifices. We don't want to add any at any particular time. So if you start with whatever the number is you start with, uh, make sure you go home with no more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I shouldn't touch that one. Do you? Uh, anyway, so explain what a, what a rifle match basically looks like
4: um so it's six stages of fire every stage is around 30 say maybe
3: the first one the first simple one that you want to
4: um it was just a generic three-gun match but it was really one gun targets anywhere from five yards to about 200 a lot of steel a lot of paper nothing i mean the match director at the time back then this guy named james it was pretty low-key it was super it was a lot less technical it was more running and gunning and a lot less remembering like the stages that are now.
3: You know, I think that's a, that's a good point. Um, One of the things whenever I shoot IDPA that I pride myself in is accumulating points. Uh, They didn't tell me that you're not supposed to get a lot of extra points. I thought that was a good thing. So uh, (laughs) I shoot, I've got zeros on all the targets plus 12. I'm like, yeah, that's good. What was a 12 for? Oh, you stepped over the line here. You didn't clear the targets in the right order. You you had your tongue hanging out your mouth when you were firing, you know, whatever it is you didn't reload or you reloaded on the move, not behind cover. It's like, okay, lots of little things trip you up and give you points, um, which is also like my golf score um, <laughs> where I'm higher than everybody else. I mean, it's, you know, you play sports, you want to have a lot of points and then Uh, We don't want points. I can't. I can't connect that. I'm still going to score every chance I get. That's just the way it is. So we 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 excel on that. And like for golf, right, or even for uh, for the IDPA, I get more shots per stage than the other guy. So you look at the cost of the of the the course, and my cost uh, per shot is actually less because I have more shots than like the guy who wanted who fired the whole thing in twelve shots was done, and it took me thirty seven. My, my cost per shot is way lower than his. I am a a value shooter compared to that guy. And, you know, so however you need to spin it to make yourself a winner, folks, I think is what we're saying here. (laughs) There's there's always an angle you can find, right?
4: Yep. Just go have a good time. It's all fun and games.
3: Yeah. Every day's a PR.
4: (laughs) Absolutely.
3: And your first time out there, you're going to get a PR. Yeah. I just came back from my big hunting trip and uh, the guides were asking me, they said, Hey, you know what? We're sheep hunting. And so what kind of sheep do you want? I said, dude, I just want a PR. I'm like, well, what yep. else have you shot? I haven't. So this one's yep. gonna be my PR. That, that They're all, be, yep. Exactly. We're gonna be good. Good at that. My personal record is absolutely intact. Um, so you've been shooting about seven years, competing for about three. Yep. What was it that hooked you into the competition side?
4: Um, I'm just competitive in nature. I mean, oh, you're
3: the, you're that guy.
4: Yeah, I, I can do it better. I can do faster I can do it you know just competitive in nature and just I like shooting guns it's just a a awesome hobby that I have and you mix those two together and I wish I could do it every day
3: okay so let's talk about that let's say that you're a brand new shooter right and I guess it's theoretically possible if you're a brand new shooter like Bob Munden maybe you can show up and win the thing but Chances are you're probably not. I don't think you would go to a golf tournament, your first go round and expect to win everything. Right. Um, you know, you want to just have a hot dog and a beer, the turn and move on. So when you're coming to your first events, I don't think you should try and put too much pressure on yourself other than to be safe. Yeah. That's, you know, that's I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, that's key. As long as you're safe, you're going to have a good time.
3: Yeah. So, you know, there's a couple of different things that come into nature uh, of being safe when you are shooting, especially in a new match. So there's a couple of areas where guys get themselves in trouble. So do you have some tips for that?
4: Um, just keep your, your finger out of the trigger guard when you're reloading, when you're moving, you know, keep in mind the 180 rule that all ranges have. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, just especially if it's your first time there, just go slow, get your hits, you know especially at West End Gun Club, everybody's so friendly. They're going to help, you You know, they're not going to let you go first. And there's plenty of people going in front of you that you can watch. So
3: when you say they're not going to let you go first, that sounds like they're being rude, but that's not exactly what it is. It gives you an opportunity to see how the stage should be shot.
4: Exactly. Exactly. And that's probably one of my favorite things is bringing new people to the matches. And I I invite people every, every month to come, you know, hey, it's your first time. It's okay. I have all the gear. I have the guns. I mean, just come show up and you'll have a good time. I promise.
3: So a typical stage. So here's, here's the way this works. Um, your guns on your, on your hip. They'll start from that. Okay. You've got your magazines loaded. You're behind the, uh, the line and they call out Zingali walk somebody through a typical stage. Maybe uh, let's start with a pistol stage. Then we'll go to three gun. Then we'll go to what you just dealt with.
4: So every it's, I've been doing this for a while and I've, there's no two stages that are the same. So, I mean, right, but make, I
3: mean, the, the flow.
4: Yeah. So, I mean, some stages you start with an unloaded gun. Some stages you start with a loaded gun. Sometimes it, it, your gun is staged on a table and your mags are staged on another table and you have to pick up your gun and then go get your mags. I mean, something
3: jacks be, in between.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it could be a combination of that. But once you get your firearm ready, um, you're waiting at the line, the RO will come up, say, shooter ready, stand by, give you a little beep, then it's go time.
3: So then, getting the gun ready, okay? Because, again, if you've never done this before, right, you're kind of looking to walk somebody through the, the way to do that. What are they going to call? What are the commands, right?
4: So they'll, call, they'll usually, so they'll call the person that's up, they'll call the shooter on deck, and they'll call the shooter in the hole, just so you know that if you're in the hole, you're on deck, you need to have your mags loaded, you need to have your eyes, your ears, you need to have all your gear ready to go because you're coming up.
3: And there's probably what, six or eight people on your squad, five or uh, six, maybe
4: usually nine or 10, sometimes 12. 10? All right. Yeah.
3: So let's say that there's 10 people and they're talking to three of them. Okay. So here's one thing that I, I like to emphasize is to be the right guy, not that guy <laughs> There's the shooter. Okay. Shooter's got to listen to the RSO. He's up on deck or he's up, then the next guy is on deck. He needs to have all his gear squared away. His magazines should be loaded. They should be on his belt. His gun is ready. He's watching this next stage, right? So he understands the course of fire. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then the third guy had better be going through his gear, make sure that his magazines are jacked and he's ready. Exactly. The the other seven guys in this scenario, if they're good people, will have target tape on their legs yep. and they will help everything. One guy might help somebody pick up this brass if he wants it, but the other five or six walk out there, tape the targets as fast as you can. Because if, if, if it leave it down to one guy or two guys, number one, they start to get irritated at you. Number two, it just takes too long. And, and so if you are not shooting on deck or in the hole, you should be taping targets or resetting helping in any way, because that makes everybody's day go faster. Absolutely. And they won't let you win if you don't do that. (laughs) Okay. So that's, I think that's the etiquette part on that. So um, you've got your, well, let's explain what is a good rig now, not, you know, the $5,000 scenario, but what's a good rig for somebody to start out with?
4: Bring what you. Bring
3: Honestly,
4: you got. Yeah, bring, have it doesn't matter what you have, bring as long as you have a good holster, enough mags, mag pouches, eyes and okay. ears.
3: Bring. All right, so we'll talk about those specifically on that. Folks, this is Philip Nayman with Firing Line Radio Show. Go to gab.com forward slash firing line radio if you want to get in on our giveaways and podcasts. That's where we're going to be posting this, as a matter of fact. I'm with Mike Zingali. You can find him at at Mike Zingali on Instagram. We'll be right back after this.
1: Have questions about handgun safety? local sports shooting events or your second amendment rights just ask vince at bullseye sport in riverside get practical advice no sales pitch vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211, 951-823-0211.
2: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM 590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters. Here's mine, available right now at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoy my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. It has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book in profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters. Here's mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net.
0: AM 590. The Answer.
2: All right, you primitive screwheads. Listen up. See
1: this? This is my Boomstick.
3: Ah! Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. Hope you're having a great day out there, and I hope you're heading over to Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside, California. Now, Vince has been a longtime sponsor of this show, and as a matter of fact, last week we were out there on Saturday, did a little interview with Big Ed Hoffman at uh, Bullseye Sports, Guns, and Ammo in Riverside. He was signing his book, you know, Experience Matters, Here's Mine. So a lot of events going on there. Vince has always got something for sale on sale and some great prices so check him out at bullseyesport.com he's between arlington and central off of brockton uh, 951-823-0211 bullseyesport.com for their website they're even on instagram and they, they do a lot of deals always some good stuff coming in i know he's got a bunch of glocks on their way i just saw that the other day and some other very special things so dot bullseyesport.com and uh if i haven't said it before nine five one eight two three zero two one one. hey mike welcome back to the show hey. i um you're a, you're working today and uh you're a fireman so i hope there's nothing burning in the background and you're you're just so focused on our show you're letting the smoke whiff through and you know <laughs> hope we're okay with that it's not like you're pg and e right no i'm actually a technician Ooh.
4: <laughs> I don't actually put out any fires.
3: We all put out fires, just different kinds. Touche. Okay. Hey, so we're talking about competition shooting. And the reason I brought you on is I've got to shoot with you a couple of times. You're a very fast shooter. Um, and uh, that's obvious because you just won the, uh, the Turner's match here at West End Gun Club in, uh, at West End Gun Club this last Saturday, I think it was, right? It was two weeks ago
4: uh two weeks ago two
3: weeks Uh, ago yeah 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 i was in wyoming i would have kicked your butt but i was in wyoming that weekend (laughs) we'll never know every now and then a blind squirrel finds a nut you just don't know what happens. anyway um i've got to shoot with him before he's a lot of fun he's very very fast usually i've shot i think three gun with you i don't think i've shot (laughs) non-surgery but I like think I've limped through every stage I've ever shot with you. But anyway, um, he's a lot of fun. We're talking about people who are starting in this. And I want to just bring that up because it is easy to start. It really is a low barrier to entry. If you have a firearm, you've got a Glock or an M&P or whatever you've got out there, 1911, all those things will work. So, you know, if you've got a semi-automatic pistol and you want to start shooting or if you've got an AR-15 or even a carbon carbine uh rifle you know or even a hey you could shoot it with an m1a if you want uh or an ar-10 you could shoot even an ak you won't hit anything but you could try with an ak um there are some precision targets out there you might spend a while at and i said tease that to all of my ak friends you know who you are both of you um so let's talk about somebody coming out there for the first time they're going to need a good holster now I was just on the CCW safe podcast and we talked a lot about that for concealed carry, how important a holster is. What type of a holster would you recommend for somebody who's going to start getting into this?
4: So it depends if you're shooting something like um, USPSA, it's going to be a little bit different than what you
3: need. Explain what that is. What is USPSA?
4: So USPSA is just a strictly a pistol sport. And you start with the pistol holster, and you immediately take it out and do the whole mat, the whole stage with
3: that's more like a, like a race gun type situation, right? You're not worried about retention. It's not, it's not a concealed carry. It almost looks like a space rig. The fastest holsters basically have a pin in the barrel and a little clip around the trigger guard and don't trip while you're walking with them.
4: Exactly. So as opposed to that's a
3: high end, that's a high end space, not space, high end race gun uh yeah. type competition. The people who are in that are shooting like 38 supers or nine millimeter miners or something like that. Very low recoil, super high fast. And you know, and that's something we might want to talk about because other guys get depressed. They see somebody like you going, Now, obviously, you're a big guy. You can hold the gun down. um, But shooting that fast and keeping the gun down, they're like, geez, you know, I've got my Glock 19 and I, I can't do that. Well, there's a bit of a difference in the mechanics of the firearms and even in the ammunition that you're shooting. Right.
4: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the perks of shooting. You could literally make any modification to your firearms, almost any modification to help you win.
3: And so what would those modifications be? Um, Magwell, huge magazines. Okay. So why is it, why is a Magwell important? You're talking about enlarging it and.
4: Yeah. Just to help you reload faster.
3: Okay. I mean, because you're not looking at your reloads, right? Exactly. You're moving on the run. Yep. So, sure. and that's a, that's a fairly inexpensive modification. Anybody can do on their pistol is, is opening up the Magwell or even putting a, uh, a, a funnel on the bottom of it. Right. Exactly.
4: Exactly, mine's huge. You can't miss it.
3: Okay, so um, that's one thing you said. Large magazines. Now in California, obviously, you bought them all during Freedom Week. Of course, right? Or you owned them since whenever. Exactly. And and that's fine. Now in competition, um, it's on it's on you. I mean, if you if you do if you show up with something stupid right? I want people to hear this. If you show up with something you shouldn't own at a competition, it's not a private event. You don't know who's there. The guy next to you could be ATF, right? So you're like, Hey man, I'm going to win this competition. I cut this nine millimeter carbine rifle down to 10 inches. Cause I'm a, I'm a smart guy. <laughs> uh, you're an idiot. Right. Yeah. So so make sure that everything and I would only say that you should only own anything that is legal in the state that you are in um, and, and in your mental state, too. So be aware that this is a public competition and don't do something stupid. You know, don't file down your sear thinking, wow, this resets really quick. And then accidentally while you're shooting it, you're going bang, bang, bang. Pfft. Look, that's a mistake. That's stupidity. That could be a felony. You just don't want to do that. Right. You agreement on that?
4: Yeah. I'm with you on that
3: one. I mean, yeah. So make sure that everything you own is legal. Your magazines uh, there, there's other stages too, like some are limited. So that means like only 10 rounds Yes. in in the classification that you're in. (laughs) So if you've got a stock production gun, you've got a Glock 19 with a 10 round magazine, you want to be in the limited class when anything that you're shooting, correct?
4: Uh, if you're running a stock gun, it's going to put you in the production class. In the production, production class. Does limit. Absolutely.
3: So obviously, I'm confused on the classes. So what are the differences?
4: So I don't know them all. I don't. So Why do I
3: have you on this show?
4: I I, I know open division. That's, that's where I like to play. Is open, open is everything. Open is you can do whatever you want. <laughs> Chances are, good to go. All right. So, so as far as USPSA, production division is the bone stock gun, 10 round mags. Limited division will allow you up to 140-millimeter mags. Actually, measure the mags. It's not measured by how many rounds you put in it. It's measured by the size of the actual magazine itself. And then open division will allow you to go up to 170-millimeter magazine. And depending on the style of magazine, you can get anywhere from 28 to 30 rounds in it, in your pistol. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So there's also a carry optics division, which will allow you optics, you know, reflex sights of some sort. Um, limited division, you're limited to iron sights. Same with production division. Open division, you're allowed to have a dot as well. Uh,
3: what do you prefer?
4: Open division all day.
3: No, I mean, but you're optics, you're dealing with the dots, right? You're not doing iron sights.
4: No, nah, I started off with iron sights. I know how to use them. I'm decent with them, but the dots is so much faster. And
3: that's kind of, you
4: know, the whole name of the game. Go fast.
3: Now, so it's, it's go fast. Now talk about accuracy because there is a penalty for accuracy, but you, you could shoot a perfect score, right, and lose the match. Yes. You can shoot and miss a ton of times and win the match. How is that possible?
4: Um, So it's kind of different in USPSA and three gun. So USPSA, it's time and points. So if you hit the, you know, obviously the center of the target, there's no points added. That B ring, the or the charlies and deltas, you know, also add points. But in three gun, it's two anywhere on the paper to neutralize it, or one in the A zone. So it's not really as many points in three gun. That's kind of why I, I stick to that. It's a lot faster paced.
3: Hey, folks, this is Philip Naiman with Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at gab.com forward slash firing line radio. And we're doing some giveaways there. and Scopes, uh, McMillan MC3 stocks, a bunch of other stuff. Maglite. Oh, and even got a Maglite code. Maglite. Uh, go on their website. Type in firing line 20 and you get a 20% discount on all that stuff. So we'll talk about that more coming up here with Mike Zingali, the winner, the champion of the. Carbine Contest out here at West End Gun Club We'll be right back after this Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show If you're a concealed handgun Carrier or have a firearm to defend Your home and are forced to use your weapon For self-defense or the protection Of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW safe on your side
0: AM 590, the answer. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them.
3: Hey, folks, Milan Labbe, Saturday. Philip Naaman, hope you're having a great day out there. I'm here with Mike Zingali. He's on Instagram, at Mike Zingali. Zingali is the common spelling, Z-I-N-G-A-L-I. Mike, I hope you can figure that one out. Spell it yourself. Mike Zingali on Instagram. He is the champion of the uh, Turner's Carbine Challenge, which is kind of a big deal out here in uh, the West Coast. So, um, Mike, you were out there two weeks ago at West End Gun Club. You shot this thing. It's a carbine course. And now let's talk about people who who want to start shooting, shooting more. And what's the carbine portion talk about? We're talking about the pistol. Let's talk about the carbine.
4: Okay. Um, I mean, the basics is a rifle with a good zero on it, a handful of magazines, and that's pretty much it. I mean, you could always load mags out of your pocket if you need spares, but it's eyes and ears, and that's really about it. It's pretty basic when it comes to just a rifle match.
3: Okay, so this is radio, so we have to talk. About yeah. the in the, the, the parts that make up what a good rifle is. So you're talking about a carbine, an AR-15 platform for most of the guys. Do you see anybody out there shooting AKs or SKSs?
4: Yeah, there was a handful of AKs. Um, I would say there's three or four of them. I mean, they're always out there.
3: How many How many guys are out there shooting?
4: Uh, I want to say there was about 80 at the last match
3: and three or four chose AK. So, I mean, uh, and the reason I say this is, this is a, a competition match and accuracy is important, correct? Correct. Yeah. And how accurate is your AR 15? Uh, MOA. So there you go. Now, yeah, and you're, you're engaging targets from five yards to 200 yards. Yeah. Are you changing your optics at all?
4: So I run, like I said earlier, open division. So I have a LVPO on top, which is a low variable power optic, which is a one to eight with an offset red dot. So I have my so red. This
3: explain what that means.
4: Yeah. So on my close engagements, I use the red dot, which is mounted on the side of my rifle for the longer distance targets. I use the magnified optic on the top of my rifle. Just to the thing.
3: What's yeah. the difference? Uh, what would you consider a short range versus a? time for magnification uh
4: usually it depends on the size of the target as well so usually anything inside of 25 yards i'm using my eh, usually anything inside of 50 yards depending on the size of it i'll use my red dot and anything i'll use the magnified optic
3: so your magnification on your scope goes one to eight So let's just, in this scenario, you have six or seven targets between zero and 50 yards. Then you have six or seven between 50 and a hundred and some that are past that. So when you're thinking through the stage like this, you're like, okay, I'm going to run my red dot first six transition to your scope. Now, when you're shooting your red dot, because it's canted at the side, what does that look like? Explain to somebody why it's on the side and how you transition.
4: It's just a simple roll of the rifle into your cheek. I mean, it's it's super fast. It's super. You're canting easy.
3: it, so you're yeah. you're going to cant from from a straight vertical position. You're going to cant it towards your left shoulder if you're right-handed, and that allows your eye to look to the right side of your scope to where you have your red so, your sight mounted. Right?
4: Yeah, I got plenty of pictures of my rifle on my Instagram. If you want to check that out, if you have any real questions about it, but it's it's super fast. Um, it's probably the fastest way to do it. But I usually keep my uh, my magnified optic around three, just depending on what's planned in the stage. But three will cover me out to, you know, probably 150 yards or so, depending on the size of the target again.
3: And so when you know, here's another thing. So coming from precision rifle world, well, coming from the rifle hunting world. Right. I I like to pretend I'm a precision rifle guy, but I'm just a, a long range hunting guy. But the size of the target matters now. One of the things that bothered me, not bothered me, hampered me when I first started shooting in these competitions is you don't need to hit the exact center of the target. You just need to hit the target. Exactly. And that's, you know, even in learning your first couple of combat classes, right? If you're a good pistol shooter, you want to show, Hey, look at, you know, I've got this nice little group going in the center of the guy, um, but you're slower and, and the speed factor is huge and i think that there's a there's a mental transition you have to make between shooting quickly into a target versus shooting accurately at a target exactly you want to talk about that
4: that's probably the main reason i prefer uspsa or IPa. there's no scoring zones really it's two holes in the paper anywhere so i mean if you clip the you know the target in the corner of the shoulder and another one down in the lower corner of the belly as long as there's two holes in that paper that target is neutralized so you can literally run by that target full speed as long as you poke two holes in it on the way doesn't matter where you're good to go
3: does a bayonet count
4: so actually at my last three gun match there was a guy out there with a uh, he brought his arisaka and it had a bayonet on it, and there was a target about three yards on the other side of this barricade. And he stuck the target with the bayonet and blew a hole through the target. <laughs> Big. It was. It was. It was,
3: it, was uh, it, it was funny, but the the guy setting up the stage is like, "Great, go fix the target."
4: Uh, he asked permission first. So he's like, "Hey, I think I'm going to bayonet this close target right here." And every we looked around, it was like, "Go for it, man! You got <laughs> total permission." <laughs>
3: took a lot of tape to cover that muzzle blast yep yeah that's funny um interesting Brought a bayonet again guys think that through <laughs> if you're in california think that through um <clears throat> okay so we're talking about the carbines how about magazine magazine changes so you have the same kind of production class, right? A 10 round magazines versus others. What are the restrictions on, on AR 15s in the categories?
4: So the way it goes in three gun, they have, or at least in the range that I go to, there's California compliant division, which limits you to 10 round mags. There's a limit division.
3: Now in the California compliant division, do you have any optics choices?
4: There is a California Compliant Limited Division and a California Compliant Open Okay. Yeah. Uh, and beyond those two, there's a Limited Attack Ops Division um, and Open Division, and there's probably one more that I'm forgetting. Um but I know that the only one that doesn't have any restrictions on the magazines is Open Division. I want to say Limited and TAC Ops. Don't quote me on this. I want to say there are 30 or 40 rounds in the
3: magazine. I'm not going to quote you on this. Everybody listening is going to quote you on this.
4: Okay. Well, I, have no, I, I like I said, I shoot Open Division. I run a big drum in mine. So
3: <laughs> just but- keep shooting. I never run out of ammo magically.
4: Yeah, but actually, the last rifle match, I want to say four of the six stages were unloaded starts and required a mandatory reload, which is something I hate doing because I should open. I mean, why reload if you have you know, enough ammo in there?
3: But so So mandatory reload. So you start with an empty gun, right? Mm-hmm. You yep. put in a 10-rounder, eject it, put in your drum and run. <laughs> that would probably work. Again, it's it's these are the rules. Then everybody figures out how to game it, right, and and go from there.
4: That would totally work.
3: You just get your drum in there as fast as you can, which you bought during (laughs) Freedom Week.
4: Absolutely,
3: it's a freedom drum.
4: Yes, sir. May it
3: ring forever. (laughs) What about barrel length? Does that matter on a uh, competitions like this?
4: No. Um, i want I was running a sixteen inch for a while most that's probably you know absolutely the most common there's a couple guys that run an eighteen inch um you see the some guys with a fourteen five that 's pinned and welded I actually run a thirteen seven that's pinned and welded because so i'm not really looking for the range I mean like I said, the furthest targets that we shoot out there two hundred yards so a thirteen seven is plenty it's a lot easier to maneuver that gun around a lot of the hallway stages that they have. So I prefer, and then, the,
3: the, and, and obviously, you know, we're not dealing with compensators here in California, but you do have a muzzle break on the end of it. Yes, sir. And that's just basically to send blast towards everybody around you, right? Just to be obnoxious with the two twenty three. Because yeah. if you don't have a muzzle brake on your two twenty three, how could you ever shoot that massive <laughs> caliber? The gas operated massive, or even piston boy, poof, knock yeah. you backwards. You better have a muzzle break on that sucker. <laughs> Yeah, it does help to keep down on on target, but but we should all be able to handle a two twenty three semi automatic and yeah, not I mean, cry. It
4: helps. It really does. Well,
3: no, it, it'll help you stay on target. But yeah, you know, I, I just it seems to me it's kind of funny when you're at the range, you're sitting there on the uh, on the bench, and it's like this break goes off next to you, and you're like what the heck? You're looking. It's like two twenty three. It's like are you kidding me?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yep, I'm one of those
3: guys. Seems to be one of the most obnoxious breaks. Yeah, anyway. So I've just noticed that's kind of funny. So then they got to break out the 300 ROM just to show them what a break should do. There. Then they leave. <laughs> um, <so laughs> you boy. blow the stuff off their table. It's like, okay, now, finally. <laughs> Actually, that's one of my favorite things about football season is Sunday afternoons. I get the entire range to myself. So Nice everybody else can watch football i'm gonna be out shooting anyway so we're talking with mike zingali here he's at zingali at zing or at mike zingali on instagram he's got a pretty active page there if you want to find out more about him and his competitions there's a lot of posting of him running and gunning so it's kind of fun to watch see what he's doing out there um we're going to come back here talk about this specific match and how he ended up as the grand poobah champion of all time at the uh, turner's carving match here at west end gun club we'll be right back after this
1: Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211.
3: Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com.
0: AM 590, the answer. Yes! Great hunter. Yes. Yes. Fine figure of a man. Yes. 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 That is all you need to know for now.
3: Hey, folks, welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Philip Neiman here. Get us at gab.com. So, as we all know, fake book is not Second Amendment friendly. They've locked me out of my own account twice. It's going to be... We've got a lot of people in the group page there. You guys need to move. You need to move over to gab.com forward slash firing line radio um, because one day we're going to wake up and they're just going to say, you're screwed. You get zero. Um, no access. We're shutting on all second amendment stuff. Um, Don't run any ads on Facebook. You just move away from that platform. Like you want to keep a personal account there and show them what you ate for dinner. I don't care, but you need to be over at gab.com. It's where all the second amendment stuff's going to be. You need to be over there so we can talk. Freely and not get locked out of our own stinking accounts. Folks, Philip Neyman here with Mike Zingali. Mike Zingali is the Grand Poobah Carbine Champion of the Turner's West End Carbine uh, Contest of the Intergalactic Californians in the People's Republic of Occupied California. Congratulations. Does it say all that on the medal? Nope. Because you look like a rapper if it says all that on the medal.
4: That uh, would be cool. Maybe next year.
3: <laughs> hey, okay. So tell us about this specific. Uh, event. Um, obviously it's sponsored by Turner's. They've got a, a lot of footprint out here. Uh, West end gun clubs, a great place. I've been a member there for many, many years. And this is in the back of the property where they have all the berms. Um, so run us through, what did this thing look like?
4: So it's six stages, six different bays. Um, there was three littler bays and then three actually quite a bit longer bays towards the end of the range, um they actually had a few spinners out there um if you're familiar with those with the steel plate on top steel on plate on the bottom and you have to get this thing to rotate all the way over
3: Um, most people think of a spinner like a star so explain this one again
4: so this one has a plate on top a plate on bottom and you actually have to hit the plate on the top and get it to rock back and forth and back and forth and get the spin completely over
3: so how many shots does that typically take
4: Depends on the ammo that you're shooting. So I actually had some 68 grainers. I had a couple mags of 68 grain just for that, just for those spinners. And so the spinners weren't required for the stages, but if you did take the time to spin the spinner, it was 30 seconds off of your time. So it was kind of a risk if you were to go for it.
3: So, what's the, so typically from what I've seen uh, on a spinner stage is the top target is smaller. Yes. The bottom target is larger, yep. but the bottom target being larger is heavier. So you don't get as much movement if you hit it uh, as opposed to hitting the top one. Exactly. So what is your strategy on a spinning stage?
4: Double taps as fast as you can. I mean, get planted, get on target, get a, you know, get your footwork right. And, Make your, your, your double taps need to hit the same place on that plate and it pushes it over so much faster.
3: And your time, so do you switch like top target, bottom target, top target, bottom target? Is that exactly. What
4: you're doing? exactly? And your time is key. I mean, you have to keep you have to watch that thing because if you shoot it when it's coming back and you hit the wrong plate at the wrong time, it slows just, you down, it's going to stop dead in its tracks and you have to start over. Then you're, you're wasting time, and it was pointless to shoot at
3: it. See, I think it's a good point because you, you know, you're like, Hey man, I'm really hammering this thing. Well, if it's, you could be working against yourself, even though you're making the the right shots. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now how about the star? Did you have any of those wonderful things to deal with?
4: So they did have a Texas star out there. So that's five steel plates on a star. And when you hit one of the plates, it spins because the, you know, the one of the plates fell off. But um I don't know if you're familiar with, the uh, Texas star that they have at West end gun club. So the steel plates on the end of the star actually hold clays in them. And the idea is shoot the clay out and you're good to go. Well, if you hit the ring, the metal ring, that's holding the clay,
3: then you have to finish the,
4: the whole star starts spinning because it's unbalanced. So that was kind of tricky. They had one of those out there. And of course, How, how many yards? uh i to say about 50 yards it wasn't super far and there was a v-tac barricade to shoot off of at that which was nice it was actually a couple guys that went prone um but i just took a knee and actually the first shot that i took i knocked the steel off and the thing started spinning and so i had to you know shoot these clays out of this texas star while i were spinning luckily i hit the rest of them
3: so if you knock the other steel off does that count?
4: Uh, so to break the clay, no, for every steel that you knock off, it's like ten seconds onto your time. So you're not supposed to shoot the steel; you're supposed to shoot the clay out of the steel.
3: You should have gone pro.
4: Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Can you put any attachments on? Can you throw a bipod on your uh, on your gun out there?
4: In open division, you absolutely can.
3: Any of the others?
4: Mm, not that I'm aware of. I think just open division. Interesting. It, it, I should, probably should have a couple of bipods that are quick detail, but the rest of that stage, you're running down little hallways and blasting stuff all over the place. So, I mean, having a bipod hanging off your gun would slow you down big time.
3: Yeah, well, I guess so. But you know, we if it's an architect bipod, it could actually speed you up. So, you ever think about that?
4: That's exactly what I have.
3: There you go. I saw it. On, I saw it on your uh, post with your rifle up there. Yeah, yeah. He makes some good stuff, old Felipe. he was on the show last week, as you what. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. um, So those are some of the things you're talking about moving down the hallways. Now these hallways are made of like netting, right? Plastic netting. Correct. So you can see through them. Um, Are there any parameters like in, in uh, IDPA, you have to shoot the farthest target first or, or as you pie, just as it presents any order.
4: It's usually as you see them, it'll say when you get to the stage, there'll be a, a stage description. They'll say engage these targets from zone A, engage these targets from zone B, and sometimes it'll just say engage the targets as you see them. So unless it's written otherwise in the stage description, it's as you see them. Put holes in them as long as you don't break the one eighty. That's it's pretty fair game.
3: You know, and the other thing is you're running for time. Yes, a lot of guys don't realize this, um, but sometimes they come close to it. So you've got a carbine and. You're shooting forward towards the back of the stage, and then you're running at a diagonal angle to the next one. So that's fine. The gun's downrange. Then you're running 90 degrees from that to the next one, and you're right-handed, and all of a sudden, the barrel of your gun kind of feels like you want to run. And all and where's everybody at? Everybody's, you know, you're pointing back towards the, the seating section, which is not a good thing. You're DQ'd and you're off the stage. So mindfulness of that gun, especially when you're moving from right to left, is very easy for some guys to get tripped up. So you just have to make sure that your barrels are, and, and the stage officers, a lot of times they'll say, Hey, watch, you know, watch this, watch that. Just, you know, they don't want the barrel swinging their way. Yeah. Um, you can't count on them for that. You are in charge of your rifle or your pistol or anything of that nature, but you just have to make sure as you're moving that it's always down. The, the pointy end is down range, never back at your friends even if they're not your friends, you shouldn't have your pointy end hanging back there. So there's a lot of different things that are going on on that. You had six stages. What was the most difficult stage?
4: Um, so I started on stage five because I was in stage squad. Five, five. Yeah. Um, it's usually the memory stages that get me. So stage one was a memory stage and there was a lot of targets you could only see from certain positions, but they were like tucked in the back corner of yeah. the barrel. So I mean, if you were there and you saw that target, you could totally take that target. But you're you're more looking at the three or four targets that they put as dummies, literally right in front of you. So you're gonna walk by there, blast those three or four dummies, and forget about that guy down in the corner. And actually, the memory stage, stage one, that was probably one of my better stages. I don't know why I usually I usually don't do too well on those, but I'm in there.
3: So talk about the the rip- rapidity of firing because you're watching some of these. Um... You know, you've got, well, let's talk about your carbine. you know, rapidity of fire comes down to the exact kind of a weapon that you're using and you do have a break on it, which does help. But what have you done? Um, as far as, just, you know, you're not shooting a, a Smith and Wesson MMP off the shelf. So what have you done with your, uh, your AR-15?
4: So I have a match billet set. It's an upper, a lower, and a handguard from a company in San Diego called JL Billet. Check them out. They make really nice stuff. Um, it's a, it's pretty much a parts build after that. It's a ballistic advantage barrel, um, Trinity four stock.
3: What kind of uh, twist on it?
4: One in seven. It's yeah. a government profile.
3: So it's a thinner barrel one in seven twist. What's important about that is if he wanted to shoot a heavier bullet, he's going to be able to stabilize it. A lot of guys will have a one in 14 or 16 or something like that. And you can only shoot the f- 40 grain bullets, which really do poorly at three to 400 yards. If you have a stage or ever want to shoot that far out. So a one in seven twist on a two twenty three is a really good idea.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's right in the middle of the road. It's a good place to be.
3: Well, it's not going to hurt you if you shoot a 40 grainer, yeah, but you exactly. could shoot a 77 or a 90 grainer if you wanted to.
4: Exactly. All day. Um, other than that, I'm rocking a lot of sparrow dynamics. The break that I have, the trigger that I, uh, the, Grip that I have, um, just to keep it California, California compliant.
3: Which trigger do you have?
4: Uh, it's a trigger, trigger tech. Yeah. Two state trigger. And what do you have it set at? Um, about two pounds. About two
3: pounds. That's very good. Folks, this is Philip Naiman. I'm coming to you at, uh gab.com forward slash firing line radio show i want to thank my special guest mike zingali mike zingali the grand poobah champion of the turner's classic the west end carbine match which actually is you know teasing about the name but it's a big deal he did a great job and uh congratulations on that mike thank you now we let's get you out to the desert in a couple of weeks let's go All right. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. God bless. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot.
0: When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk.
3: I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show. Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo, but the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, skills and knowledge and that's what they focus on at Ask Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks check them out at askdefensive.com, ASKDefensive.com for a schedule of classes he's got a great store in there too so buy what you want train what you want askdefensive.com
0: am 590 the answer